Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to be back with you folks we we do we cherish we honor this opportunity to come across your radios and to be with you folks this morning with me as always is my friend and co-host uh, Stephanie Wesco so Stephanie where are you at today well good morning Doug I am sitting here in um Warsaw Indiana I have to figure out what state I'm in I've been moving so much the last couple of weeks but you know it's nippy this morning I went outside to get in the van and went back inside to get a jacket because I was like, this is not going to be fun. So it's nippy, but the sun is shining. It's a, it's a beautiful day. And yeah. so we'll rejoice in the, we'll rejoice in the Lord. Yeah, no, that's great. It, it was a little chilly here. I got up early and uh, uh, not too early, but I got up and took a walk this morning. So yesterday was really my first walk back post COVID and, uh, I walked about a mile and a quarter today. I walked about a mile and a half. It was about 61, and I, I did consider walking back into the house and getting something light, you know, maybe a long sleeve T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Or, but as soon as I walked 10 steps, 61 was okay. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't very bad. So I just walked a mile and a half and did that thing. And, uh, but it's going to be warmer in Louisiana as you head back yeah. again for uh, another ladies' conference early tomorrow morning. So. We've yeah. been going through this book of Psalms, and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Actually, we've seen the light all the way through, the light of our Lord. And uh, But Psalm 146 is one of these cool psalms. So we're starting a period of five psalms, 146 through 150, that does a couple things. First of all, it wraps up everything. It wraps up the book of Psalms, and we're going to be going on to Proverbs, and we're actually going to uh, be talking about how you chronicle out the first one or two proverbs we told folks would go ahead and do that with them, and um, but I think we're going to need about a week and a half to finish this bad boy up. So this week, and maybe one or two extra days, and we'll be wrapped up in the book of Psalms. But pretty excited about that. They call these the Hallelujah Psalms. So today's Psalm, I just read it a couple times. It begins by praising God and it ends by praising God, and I guess that's where they get this term, the Hallelujah Psalms, and. Uh, but before we do that, we have a couple of a uh, couple of things we always do. One is the segment called the Norton Knuckleheaded Moment, and uh, mm-hmm. with that in mind, remind us, my friend, uh, do you have a knucklehead story you'd like to share, or something to help our folks from becoming knuckleheads? Yes, I do, and I think it's amazing because this psalm and honest honestly goes with um, <clears throat> the scenario that I just was dealing with yesterday. But Doug, you know, I think it's easy for us, even as Christians, to get our hopes up that maybe a certain person is going to do what's needed to get justice in a certain situation. A a person that should, okay, they should biblically be someone who will stand up against sin and wrong, but we sometimes get our hopes up. Or we know yeah. people that get their hopes up, and that's not a bad thing. 
Okay, so that person is not the knucklehead. The person who has that hope, the person who has that desire to see a situation where there's been criminal activity or whatever, um, where they want that dealt with, that is not wrong. But Doug, you're a knucklehead if you know that there is crimes, blatant sin going on in a church scenario and you are in a position where you could stop it you're in a position where you could uncover it you're in a position where God could use you if if you would let him to be an Esther to be a Daniel in that kind of situation and you you choose to be a corrupt politician you choose to be a corrupt cop you choose to be corrupt and throw your lot in among those kinds of people because you're their friend, because there's a conflict of interest, because of however, whatever beauty, beautiful terms or politically correct terms you want to put with it. You are a knucklehead if you do something like that. I think you're right. I think if you look up the term knucklehead, there'd be a picture of those people who do things like this. And uh, so today's book of the day, you know, if you know something's going wrong and you're in a position to fix it, you fix it. So today's yep. books of the day, I've been going back and forth between secular books and, and Christian books. And I want to talk about a book that I read. I actually just got an autographed copy, Certificate Authenticity. I bought this. I, I saw it online. I picked it up. It's a lieutenant. The author is Lieutenant General Harold G. Moore. We were soldiers once and young. It's the book that a movie was made out of uh, about, uh, you know, a great battle in the Vietnam War. It's a, it's a really good book. So I recommend everybody read that. I'll give you a real flavor of just how tough things were in the Vietnam War. And just always want to remind people that, you know, Hollywood does such a terrible job on making all people who are in Vietnam look like, you know, mm. they were drug addicts and, and uh, you know, they chased after prostitutes and they did all this. And quite frankly, most of the people were the opposite of that. Most of the people were really good folks who served extremely well and honorably and, and served the country well. And I'm proud to know them. And if you're a Vietnam veteran, we do want to welcome you home. We're thankful to have you. And uh, we're thankful that the Lord allowed you to still be with us today. And we hope that the Lord's hand will reach down and touch anything that Vietnam left on you and just take that from you. So we go over to Psalm one number, uh, Psalm number 146. And we're looking at these hallelujah psalms we were just talking about. I'm going to go ahead and read this. I think there's a lot of cool information in here that's helpful to those of us who are hurting, those of us who want to help people who are hurting, those of us who just want to learn from the Word of God. I think we can see that in Psalm number 146. I think it's a pretty cool psalm. It's not too long. We're going to go ahead and do it all in one day. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Well, while I live... Will I praise the Lord? I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth. He returneth to the earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob. For his help, whose hope in him, the Lord his God which made heaven and earth and the sea and all therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteousness. The Lord preserveth the strangers. 
he relieveth the fatherless and widow, but the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. The Lord shall give rain forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Again, it starts and it ends with praise ye the Lord. What are you thinking as we went through Psalm 146? Well, I'm just sitting here thinking um, God knew exactly what I needed to read this morning, and that's a blessing. That's a blessing to know that the Lord um, gives us what we need just when we need it. And I think when we get our focus off of um, the horizontal view and read Psalms like this, it takes us up to, it's it's almost like it takes us up above this world and gives us a vertical view. And I love how it says in verse um, two, you know, this is a declaration. It says, while I live, will I praise the Lord? I will pray. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being, you know, it's like someday, you know, we may not, there may be days where we don't feel like praising the Lord. There may be a day that comes when we can't, you know, maybe we physically can't talk. We can't verbalize things, but while we have any being at all, while we have any, sense of, you know, being able to put thoughts together. Are we taking advantage of that precious gift from God and using our breath, using our life, using everything about us to praise him because he's worthy. He's yeah. worthy of praise and devotion. Yeah. And, and, you know, praise elevates your, your relationship. Praise, mm-hmm. ele- praise elevates the way you Look at God. Praise elevates the way that you operate with God. Praise elevates the way we do things with God. Honestly, praise puts us on a different level. It puts us on a higher road. You know, I I mean, you get salvation one way. Don't get me wrong. You accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and his plan in your life. And you pray to him and you receive that and you trust in him alone and he gives you salvation. But that's not where life has to stop. You know, that's where life starts. That's where eternal life starts. And I, I think praising, uh, praising God, it, it just pushes us up a notch. It brings us to a different level. And right there in verses 1 and 2, uh, I mean, it, it just says that, you know, being alive to the psalmist here, being part of this, living, going about my daily business, means praising God. So life means praising God. So if we're going to live this life we're in, if we're going to do the things we are, it includes praising God. Praising God needs to be part of this equation. Uh It needs to be the equation. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. So no matter how I feel in life, no matter how things are going in life, no matter where it feels like life is leading me, where it's led me through, I've got a responsibility to praise God and uh, praise him, praise him, Jesus, our blessed redeemer. And, and I, I think it's more than a song. Uh, I think the psalmist has got it here. And I know these are songs that were sung to the Lord in a holy and reverent way on their knees in the congregation, whatever the case may be. But I, I, I think it's wise preparation for eternity to begin praising God. I think that we're going to praise God in person. It's going to happen. We're going to get the shout. We're going to get the trump. We're going to make the move, and we're going to spend eternity praising God. We might as well practice now. Yeah. Well, and I, sorry, I'm um, just looking here at these verses, and I think that um, as we go through this psalm, we see the reasons why we can praise God. And, um, but verse three gives a caution 
you know, when I was talking about the knucklehead thing, um, this is one of those verses that stood out, put not your trust in princes. In other words, don't put your trust in people even that have authority that you may be viewed as the hope, the help, nor in the son of man in whom there is no help. His breath forth, he returneth to his earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. In other words, a man has thoughts go through his head and then they're gone. I mean, it's just like, um, you know, the um, in the New Testament, we're told, you know, that our life is a vapor that appeareth for a short time and then vanisheth away. And, and that's how our thoughts are. I mean, if they're not eternal, if they're not based on serving God, if they're, if they're corrupt, they're literally absolutely worth nothing. Yeah. And then the contrast is verse five. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help whose hope, whose confident expectation is in the Lord, his God. And that is a comfort. It's a comfort and it gives you a reason to smile. It gives you a reason to say, okay, I can get through today. I maybe have been betrayed. I maybe feel like a situation will never be resolved. I may feel like, um, you know, I'm in a hopeless scenario but it's not hopeless because God is still God. And if you make the, you, you know, if you make your hope, if you set your hope, if you make Jesus Christ your hope, you will have joy. You will have peace, even in the midst. Doesn't mean the situation always gets better immediately. No, no, that would be a, a wonderful thing. But you have peace and you feel that grace that God promises is there in our weakness. And he gives you wisdom for the next step to take in whatever situation you're in. He does. And, and we talked, I think, uh, uh, last Wednesday. So if we, if we went back last week and we were looking at Wednesday, one of the things I mentioned that, you know, that there, I, I kind of compared a relationship with God with Courtney a little bit. How when you're going out with somebody or getting to know somebody or building that relationship or whatever the case may be, you work very hard on getting to know that person and, uh, loving that person and trusting that person and doing those types of things. And the more of that you do, the better off the relationship usually turns out to be. The more you know people, the, um, you know, the better off you are. And, mm-hmm. and I think this is more of that. You know, uh, praising God gives you awareness. And it gives you an awareness that, that hey, God means this much to me. Praising mm-hmm. God says, hey, God, you mean enough to me where I'm going to take two minutes of my time today and I'm going to praise you for being a glorious, wonderful God you are. And I, and I can stop short of even praising him for what he's done for me already on today, but I can just praise him for being God and that's enough. Uh, but, and then I can go further. I can sit here and, and pray through some of these verses. And, and, you know, we, we looked at that first one and we said, being alive means, you know, life, it just means we're praising God. And then we look mm-hmm. at verses three through six, as you were saying, life means we trust God. And, uh, and, and you know, we, we need to trust him or, or where are we going? Which made the heaven in verse six, the earth and the sea and all there in us, which keepeth truth forever. So we're reminded we don't trust in these princes. They, they haven't made anything. There's, nope. uh, you know, there's nothing at all. And, uh, but when it comes to God, there's everything. And so we have, I think, an, I think we find here in the Bible a command, a job, which means praising God and uh, praising God. And then we trust God. And then life means loving God. Look at verse number seven through nine. It says, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. 
The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raised them up that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and the widow. But the way of the wicked, he turneth upside down. So God reminds us that those of us who praise him, those of us who trust in him, those of us who, uh, you know, put our life in his hands, there's some promises in there, and there's some pretty cool ones. And, uh, you know, as we love God, there's some great things. We, we know mm-hmm. he opens the eyes of the blind. We know he's going to judge people. We know uh, that he's going to preserve his strangers, that he's going to relieve it, the fatherless and the widow. And I know you're glad, you're glad about that with your uh, eight children who are uh, temporarily fatherless. They have a father. He's in heaven. They're going to be with him one day. But, you know, as we go through and we look at these things over and over again, Stephanie, we're reminded of a couple things. We're these finite human beings, and because of that, we seem to have this propensity or this preponderance to want to worship man, to love man, to uh, be a respecter of men. You know what I'm saying? It seems like there's some level where people want to respect men. Well, and I think um, part of that's human nature. You know, that's that's God built into us, you know, to look for a leader, to look for, you know, and some people he creates them with very strong leadership qualities, but that doesn't mean that those human beings that he creates with leadership qualities always use those leadership qualities in the right way. Right. And um, when I look at this, I also see that because of the context here, this is a godly person writing this psalm. Yeah. And obviously, and when I when I see the the challenge, put not your trust in princes. In other words, there'll be princes, there'll be leaders that appear to be someone we should trust in, that appear to be someone that we can follow. They maybe appear godly. They may appear to be a, a, a conservative, um, you know, we have a bunch, just being blunt, we have a bunch of rhinos on state and, and federal levels that have potential, they're, they're great leaders. Yeah. Using those leadership qualities and they're betraying what they claim to believe in. And as Christians... Where's our focus? Where's our trust? Where's our ultimate? And and you won't pray for kings and for all that are in authority the way you should if your hope and trust is in them alone over yeah. the board. And I so I think that's that has to be hammered. But I also love verse nine, Doug, that this verse, um, you touched on it, but it says, The Lord preserveth the strangers. And and when I read that, I think of the story of Ruth. Yeah. Who was who came into Israel with Naomi? She was, and and I'm named after Ruth, so that her story is extra special to me. But she came into Israel, you know, after the famine, after losing her husband with with a mother-in-law that had been traumatized, whose world had been turned upside down, who wasn't, who didn't know how to work through it. Quite honestly, Ruth was in a very deep pit when they came back to Israel and was at the end. And Ruth was a stranger, and God when we read the story of Ruth, you can see how God preserved her, how he had this beautiful plan that he worked out. And then this verse says, he relieveth the fatherless and the widow. And yes, that's very precious to me in my state of life where I am. And the final part, you know, there's a colon there. And then it says, but the way of the wicked, he turneth upside down. God has a special place in his heart for those who are strangers and pilgrims. He has a special spot in his heart 
for those who have been through trauma. But the way of the wicked, he turneth upside down. And I cannot tell you the comfort that is. Yeah. Because just this week, I have been put in a position of being reminded of a lot of triggers, reminded of a lot of things. And being able, you know, the Lord gave such clear answers yesterday and where they, the answers, I was, they were answers I already knew, but they became very clear again yesterday. And the Lord gave me peace because it's like, it, it's okay. No, from the, from the people who are corrupt, it's not okay for them. But from where I stand, it's okay because this is who my God is. He is the God of Psalm 146, 9. He is the God who sees what the wicked are doing. He sees the corruption. He sees even pharisaical Christians who, who claim and tote the name of Christ and are blasphemers of who the character of God is. He sees all of this and he promises the way of the wicked. He turneth upside down. Yeah. In other words, God's in control. He's got them in the palm of his hand in the sense that, that he sees everything they're doing and he's going to take care of it. And if you can get a hold of that, if you've been traumatized, if you've been through something that seems so unjust, that is not just seems, that is unjust, that is criminal, that is whatever. And it feels like justice has not been done because we live in a corrupt world, that we live in a corrupt, you know, a situation where we have corruptness on so many levels, but God is still the same. His yeah. truth has not changed. Yeah. You can hold on to that. It gives you joy. It gives you, like I said, it gives you a reason that you can get up and say, God is still God. His mercies are still new every morning. So because of that, I can serve him today. Yeah, there it is right there because he lives. Listen, folks, this is a relationship. This is a uh, this is a regular thing to get up and praise God. You praise God through studying his word. You praise God through your prayers and praising him openly. You praise God through singing hymns to him and, and reading this book of Psalms. You do so much. And, and, and then we wrap up right here, verse 10. Nothing wraps up better, I think, than verse 10 here, Psalm 146. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Mm. Praise ye the Lord. So we get to reign forever with God once we accept him, once we trust him. So, folks, as we close today, I want you to be praising God, thinking about that. Make some time for him. It's about that relationship. Make it your best relationship you have. You should have none greater than your relationship with God. We sure do love you, folks. Thank you for the opportunity again to come into your radios and homes and talk with you. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Now, come on back. We'll talk with you tomorrow. Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. 
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.